Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Pagans Tonight Radio, the voice of the pagan world, featuring the man with all the questions that some don't want you to hear. Called the most dangerous person you will ever listen to, the ever-curious digital pioneer, Ed the Pagan. And thank you for everyone who's joining me on this, the third night of the Return to Pagans Tonight Radio. And tonight we're going to talk about the 20th anniversary of Witch School. <clears throat> and so... Um, to be open, which school is our sponsor here, as we know. And uh, we, we're really always excited. We've been doing a lot of things. Um, but here we go. Pagans Tonight Radio is sponsored by witchschool.com, your anyone, anywhere, anytime online magical education. So just for, for being open, you know, we – Want to make sure everybody knows that, you know, so the, we're kind of, the, this object, this place, this thing that we do um, on the radio was an extension in some ways of which school for uh, kind of a modern type of era. So I, I really appreciate everybody who's here with us. I'm so excited that it is. Uh, and so, yes. I am looking for something, and I, I am I'm so excited to be here. All right, so let me get started with the show. Today, founder of Witch Schools, we, you know, September 4th was the beginning of Witch Schools. September 15th was the return of Pegasus Night Radio, both anniversaries that are really big and important to, to people. And people love anniversaries. They love the idea of numbers. They love the idea of things survive. And that's what's important. And one of the things we're going to hear today, uh, we're going to talk about is the idea of survival of uh, ideas and of patterns and of things the way we think. And a lot of way we think, we talked yesterday about distributed intelligence and how we're coming into such a macro world. Today I discovered one of the things in the, my constant search of things to make me curious was the idea of leadership. And there's an article that was put out that talked about the battle of leadership, that one of the things that people think about of, of leadership is, is the ability to communicate and communicate constantly. And so one of the things we have done is make sure that we were able to communicate constantly, and we're always kind of talking um, that idea. So I'm always excited when we talk the idea of communicating our ideas, our beliefs, our faith, our practices, what makes us tick, what makes us squirm, what makes us feel. You know, that sort of thing. And so I'm going to go ahead and I wanted to talk about that a little bit. And one of the things I think people don't understand in the virtual world is that we're allowed to make this world kick from the inside. And so I don't even know how to say it. How do we let it feel for ourselves? And so I'm going to play We Are a Circle by David Wood. It's been an interesting little bit. We had them on our thing. I haven't sit play it. And then we'll be back. We'll be talking with Reverend John Lewis and Lady uh, Denman about on about Witch School and about all the things they're doing. And so without further ado, the music. Thank you. 
everybody, and we're back. And we're asking a lot of questions today. And one of the places that people want to know more information about is the 20th anniversary of Witchful. Isn't that really terrific, is that making it that long? In internet years, I don't know what that means because a lot of the, even the biggest companies didn't make it out of the same time. I mean, when we started, we were in the realm of GeoCities and, and expensive websites. I mean, it cost us $75 a month to have one gig of storage online for our website. Yes, indeed. And so we've come on today where we're now doing, you know, podcasting and wherever we want to do it. And we're in the world of social broadcasting. But two, I want to be talking with uh, Lord Don Lewis, also known as Reverend Donald Lewis, um, in a lot of ways, and Lady Denman, who is also working as one of the chief workers in the modern version of Witchful, who is probably one of the People who brought in a lot of changes and a lot of the energy out as dean and as acting as a, a responsible officer. So how are you folks doing? Doing very Wonderful. well. Wonderful. Good. I can hear you guys very well. So we're here. And so the first thing I'm going to ask you is that what is, you know, for our fans and for the people listening who may never have heard of this term, witch bull, and I'm always shocked when people haven't heard of witch bull, but a lot of people haven't. What is witch bull? Well, I'll take that one. Witch School is an online magical and pagan spiritual education school. Uh, we offer 140 classes. We have 288,000 students around the world in 190 countries. And we offer these courses in many forms. They're in print, they're in audio, they're in video. But the thing that really makes us who we are is that we have mentors available to all of our supporting students for every class in the school. And so you have that wonderful combination of being able to learn at your own pace and your own time, but yet form a personal connection, uh, professional connection with a mentor who can guide you through the materials and the process because they can only mentor if they have actually completed the coursework themselves and done well in them plus take a mentor training class so they are fully prepared to support our students on the whatever journey they are on that's lovely and um if i understand right you can take on a lot of the courses some of the courses for free yes absolutely we have a free basic membership that is, uh, gives you access to 35 courses. Now, the mentors are not available to free basic mentor, um, memberships except for clergy training. So the clergy training program, they are available, but the general studies courses, the mentors are not available, unfortunately. So, you know, and it's out there for you to check it out, witchful.com. And so, but we're talking about the 20th anniversary. And for full disclosure, I am one of the founders of Witch Goal, and I'm along with uh, Reverend Donald Lewis, or Reverend Don Lewis. Um, so people have always heard the original story about my original story about the candles and, and my prayers and things like that. But I don't think people have ever heard really your side of what was it like to be there that 20 years ago. You know, your kitchen, it was at your kitchen little thing. It was on your computer that we uh, uh, did yep. this. Yeah, it was in, in the hutch in my kitchen that was meant to be a china cabinet, but it was actually a computer a computer station. And um, yeah, we did it all out of that little corner. And it was um, it was exciting. It was it was a wonderful thing to see grow and start. Uh, it was certainly not the start of our work in um, in media, but it was a huge step forward, and it was. Um, a huge step forward in our online teaching, which we've been doing for several years through Daily Spell. But by making it a school, it really um, really gave it a much stronger platform, a much stronger direction than it had previously. Also made it a lot easier because in the Daily Spell days, it was usually just one person trying to handle the thousand plus students, which never worked out well. Um, and with, with which school, we did create the mentor program, which had numerous people working with the students, uh, which was easier for everyone and better for the students, certainly. Well, and today, mentors are maxed out at 20 students so that they can devote the adequate time to the mentoring process. 
whereas at one time I had 1,200. Mm-hmm. Um, then you had the six, the first, six first yeah. mentors. So it ran before this, like a correspondence school, an online correspondence mm-hmm. school before the actual site, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and I would argue that it, on, on one hand, which school was absolutely revolutionary. On the other hand, it's part of a long continuum of correspondence schools that have been in the, the Wiccan and Pagan community. The idea of a correspondence school was nothing new, but the idea of an online correspondence school was revolutionary. A number, a number of prominent teachers had been teaching at a distance for many years, uh, Ray Buckland being probably the most famous, but certainly not the only one. Uh, and they, they ran very similar programs in certain ways. They had written lessons, they had grading and interaction, and they had a fee for taking the course. And that was very standard practice for 30 years, but it was not online and it did not have the kind of live interaction that we were able to bring. Because the thing that set Witch School apart from, I believe, everything that ever came before it was that you could talk to your mentor right then, live, without picking up a telephone, um, right through the internet. Or you could deal with them through um, Yahoo groups, which were a very important thing for us at that time. And, uh, and other ways that we had that allowed you to have immediate access to your mentor, which with the older correspondence schools was not necessarily a thing. So this was before even smartphones. Yes. And Facebook Messenger and all of that. So I the, believe this was, was the era of little Star Trek phones that, yeah. that you flipped. And so that was one of the biggest things that it was about that. It was, when we talk about instant communication, it was either through one less group, which eventually would become Yahoo groups, mm-hmm. but also, or through the chats. Yes. And that was chats what were we, very important then. And that's what we considered live. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a bit. Um, but so, Lady Lori, you're now. Dean of the school, for all practical purposes, the head of that of the school in the in the way that it operates on a day to day basis. You've just gone through a horrendously difficult three years of rebuilding the school that costed us a considerable amount of money. And thank you for everybody who donated, bought memberships, and, and supplied the capital to allow us to rebuild. Can you talk about that being part of that modern movement? Because I think that is just as important as when we founded. Well, um, I come from a corporate background. I was a bank vice president in an international bank for 40 years. So I'm very process oriented. Um, I'm also an accountant. So we like to make sure there are processes. So I actually came up through which school. I experienced the process as a student and I did my first, second, and third degree through Rich School. Um, when I had the opportunity to become the Dean of Students and the Dean of Mentoring, on the Dean of Mentoring side, um, did, it, it did a student feedback analysis. And one of the feedbacks that was loud and clear is that our students did not have a standard experience. It all depended on who they had as a mentor. Um, Some people were just required to do what the tradition required for the degrees. And then other people were required to do a lot of additional work based on the desires of their mentor. So the first thing we did was listen to the students. And we did away with the mentors being able to set the curriculum. The first priesthood set the curriculum and that is what we teach. No more, no less. And we also looked at how many students the mentors had currently. And we had mentors that were mentoring over 800 students. Well, you can't touch base with 800 students, even on a monthly basis, effectively. So the first priesthood um, asked for a recommendation and all the deans of, of mentoring got together 
and we came up with 20, and that's what the first priesthood accepted. Um, and it's worked out quite well. That gives us the ability to touch base with our students on a routine basis to develop a working knowledge of their writing styles, their strengths and weaknesses, which are needed when uh, the mentor's letter recommendation has to be given when the clergy application goes in. And I'm really, really pleased with how it all has come together. Um, the students get a consistent experience no matter who their mentor is. The mentors don't burn out like they used to. Um, you, since I've had the new process in place, the only people that we have lost as mentors are people who, um, once the, the, the everything settled down, is people who have new life circumstances, like they've gone back for their PhD or there's medical issues in their family that they've got to attend to or whatever. Um, no one has, has left because of burnout. And I think that's a, a great thing because all of our mentors are volunteers, just like all the staff at which school. Everyone that, that is there is doing it for the love of the school. The other thing that we've tackled, like you mentioned, is the site rewrite. Um, our site, being 20 years old, was written in a language that was not conducive to modern internet. And so we fundraised and we hired um, a company that did the bulk of the work and then the pandemic devastated that company and they were no longer able to support us and we found a new company that um, was very very successful in stabilizing the site and completing the work that we needed done uh, with the 20th anniversary we, we rolled out two new features um, one is virtual candle which is available to anyone that visits our site and they can light a virtual candle for any one of 14 different candle categories for a donation of $5 that goes to support um, Curlian Education Ministry Broadcasting. And then the other one is the virtual box for our supporting students. And this is a monthly offering that is archived, so you can always refer to past issues. And it has a variety of things in it, art and poetry and music and spells and articles and lessons. And it's just a myriad of things. Um, so we're very, very pleased to be able to offer something besides just classes through the school. Um, the actual rewrite had a lot of enhancements to the student experience and as well as the staff experience. So we've really accomplished quite a lot in an uphill battle in a pandemic. <laughs> but we're, really we're finally done with, uh, with the rewrite, I think. And so yeah. people going on to the site, uh, if you've ever been a member, you should check it out. You should go on. If you haven't been there for a while, you should come on and check it. Um, one of the things I'm getting, one of the questions that Donna is a lot of the inside witch school and the Corellian tradition, which, are, which we're all uh, members of, is the honorifics. So, oh, yeah. Reverend Don, you just did the Kickstarter campaign. You did a number of other pieces. We go by Reverend Don Lewis. And it yeah. appears a lot. But a lot of people call you Lord Don, and they use those. In, and they almost seem intermittent. But can you explain a little bit to people about that? And we talk about Lady Denman. You know, all these ladies and who's allowed to write Reverend. But can you talk especially about the Reverend Don Lewis versus Lord Don Lewis or Lord Don? Uh, well, both both of these are, are uh, styles. Okay. Um, so let me go on and uh, go like that. Um, it seems that we we just lost Don for a moment there. Can, we're still in the world of Zoom and things of that nature. We get those moments, but... Can you do that again, Don? Yes, I. Uh, <laughs> um, I love technology, but but it is still evolving. 
Oh, absolutely. As I was saying, both reverend and lord or lady are uh, are modes of address. They're styles. They're not titles in their own right. Uh, the title that, that, that will get you um, reverend is uh, priesthood. If, if you are uh, accepted as priesthood, you can call yourself reverend uh, as a style. Uh, high priesthood gets lord or lady or reverend. And there, there are a variety of, of sub-honorifics beyond that, but, that, but that's where they come from. Uh, people use them interchangeably for me, and that's fine. Um, and we are certainly not the only tradition that does that. And um, I, th I think that in terms of Lord Don, the main reason I started getting Lord Don is that I was always so very assiduous in referring to high priestesses of other traditions as Lady whatever their name was. Uh, Lady Dina from the Fellowship of Isis, um, being a prominent example, Lady Olivia, the head of the Fellowship of Isis. And, and this, this is, um, or Lady Donna from the Gardnerian tradition. Uh, just a few examples, but I, always, I was always taught that was the polite way to refer to a high priestess. And because I was um, so assiduous, people were kind enough to address me as Lord, which is the polite way to refer to a high priest, um, not just in the Corellian tradition, but across many different traditions. And that's, you know, a very important aspect to what we do. Um, that, I think really does answer that uh, pretty well. Uh, so, uh, Laurie, one of the questions I've got uh, for you is that, so today now we've, you've gotten the site stabilized, you've heard all this about 20 years and everything else, and you've been involved with so many of the different projects. But where do you think which will impact or has an impact in today's world? Where is its relevance today? I think its relevance today is exactly where it was relevant 20 years ago. It brings the opportunity for a spiritual or magical education to people who may not have that opportunity otherwise, because in their local area, there is not a system to deliver it. So I don't think our purpose has ever changed. It's our guiding principle is to be accessible, to be affordable. You know, our, our rates for our supporting memberships are, are a third less than anyone else out there. Um, and it, nothing has changed in that regards in 20 years. What has changed is the technology. What has changed maybe is the efficiency of our processes um, and those kind of things, but our mission and purpose has never changed, and I don't think it ever will. What do you think, Don? How about you? Well, accessibility has always always been the word for me. That we want to be able to provide instruction to to those people who want it, regardless of where they are. The 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 anyone, any place, anytime education uh, that is our motto. And, you know, in the old days, it was very hard for many people to find instruction. Um, maybe they were geographically isolated and there was no teacher near them. Maybe they were uh, physically isolated because they, they were uh, disabled. Um, or maybe they were socially isolated and there actually were teachers nearby, but they didn't know. Because, you know, even in thriving, in, in, even in cities with thriving pagan communities, if you didn't know where to look, you didn't know where to find. And um, and so, uh, so Lori, what was it that was um, made it? What surprised you the most about working about witch school and where where it's gone? Is there anything that has surprised you about it? I think, I think I have been overwhelmingly surprised with the dedication of the staff. Uh, there's a lot of metaphysical schools out there online now. Uh, they show you three or four videos and they slap a title on you. Um, but behind the classes, there are the authors and the editors. 
behind the students, there are the mentors and the deans and the admin people. Um, the dedication of the staff is just passionate. It, it, they, they're passionate about the school. They're passionate about supporting the school with their various talents. And that is what continually gives me pleasure and surprise and delight. That makes absolute sense. Um, and that's a lot of be surprised. I, I will tell you the fact that it is still here is not a surprise to me because the, one of the foundations of the idea of it is that education was a lifelong process. I do think Witch School was one of the first ones to actually absorb that. And, uh, and you know, to, to talk about when people talk about the, the law movement, learn anywhere, anything, anytime movement, which is now becoming into its heyday, that was something that was, you know, that was really embraced a long time ago. So I always found that very interesting, that that idea of the growing education, because people are saying, well, there's lots of schools in a lot of places. I mean, they have more classes than you do, or which is not true, not really. Mm. But they said that the sort of thing is, how do you plan to stay? And Don, this is for you too. But how do you guys plan to stay relevant in the future? How we, uh, do you have plans for more classes? Is this are we a static? Well, we, we've been adding quite a number of classes this year. We have we have several more to be added before the close of the year, and um, we we did not add many classes during the rebuild because we were in the middle of a rebuild. But since since then, we have added a number. We've added um, numerology. We've added additional astrology classes. We've added additional tarot classes. Um, we have a class on physiognomy coming that will be will be accessible to um, to all supporting students. So certainly we plan to add many more classes, but the more important thing is that we, as we have done historically, we'll stay abreast of technological changes. What constituted um, a good way to present a class 20 years ago um, has, has changed from the best way to present a class today and certainly tomorrow. And uh, I am hoping that, that we will always stay uh, on that cutting edge of technology. And so I would say that over the next couple of years, watch for changes in how we present our classes uh, as well as additional classes. I think that within the next few years, technology is going to go as great a shift as has occurred in the last 20 years, if not greater. And I think it's going to be very important to stay with that shift as it happens. Uh, one of the things that if, 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 our, if our travels through the internet have taught us nothing, it's that, um, that technology constantly evolves. And uh, to use a phrase that you are always fond of, you must love your methods, not your platform. Because if, if we, um, we were not, um, constantly updating our platforms, we'd, we'd still be heavily and heavily present on Yahoo groups, which of course no longer exist because they became so outdated, they went away. But we were no longer there. We had moved on to new technology and we will continue to do that. Um, and, uh, and sometimes are... it's uncomfortable to pe for people to change the platform that you're using because they want to stay with the old because it's familiar. But the way technology works, that, that, that is not practical because that old technology will go away. And that's what happened with, with our rebuild. We had a wonderful site the first day it opened. It was cutting edge technology for 2001. Uh, we had to update it for 2021. Uh, technology is not the same and it won't be the same in 2031. And we must always uh, be updating with the advancement of technology. Terrific. Do you, uh, do you have anything that you'd like to add to that, Lady Laurie? Well, there's a couple of things that I, I would like to see happen in the future. Um, one, I would like to have more video content for our hearing impaired students. Um, I would like to be able to close caption all our videos. I would like to be able to offer interactive classes um, where 
it can be done through the Zoom platform or some equivalent uh, for special classes that, that need a lot of immediate instructor feedback. Um, so I think there's, as technology evolves, you know, we could all wind up in the 3D world in a hologram at some point, <laughs> sitting in, mm -hmm. sitting in a, sitting in a Hogwarts backdrop. I don't know. But, I don't think that's I, very, very far away. I, I, I want us to be able to, I want us to be able to have a delivery that anyone of any age could be comfortable with. I don't want our site to be complex to use um, for people that are not very computer literate, but you know, you can't go in a restaurant without seeing a two-year-old with a tablet in their hand. And when they're ready for witchcraft, they're going to have different expectations than someone who is currently 75. You know, so I, I want to be able to evolve with the technology. Um, the, the basics of magic and the basics of Wicca which is what we primarily teach, although we do have other paths represented, um, they, they don't change very much. So that's not where the innovation is going to come from. The innovation is going to come through delivery. I can see that. So I'm going to go ahead. And so I, as I did, I asked questions. Uh, and the question I asked was, what impact did Witch School have on the pagan community? Um, let me read a couple, and then I'll, I want to read one, and then we'll get you guys' responses on it. Um, Lisa, and she said it helped her guide in her beginning days, even though she was part of a cub, and, and she got basically from someone a Xerox copy of the curriculum, which she still has today. Um, but she found it was uh, it opened up her tiny circle of influence. So she saw it as um, the ability to open up the community to people, as you mentioned, uh, a circle of influence and connect to people near me that states away, then countries and then continents. Um, so she was able to expand her horizons there. But that was certainly the impact we hoped to have for people, to broaden their world, to give them good information, and again, to make, to make this accessible to people. Mm -hmm. Because so many people were, were, were very much isolated at that time. Um, and you know their their only choice in many cases, if they wanted to learn metaphysics, was to learn through books with very little human interaction at all. Uh, we offered them a way, no matter where they were located, if they had the internet, uh, to be able to learn in an actual human community with actual human mentors uh, who could help them. And it didn't matter if they were uh, in the middle of a thriving pagan community or not; they could access it from anywhere. And I think for many people, we did open the, the metaphysical world for them. I think it, for me, coming up through the system, you know, as a dedicant and going through the clergy programs at which school, I have friends all around the world now that I talk to on a routine basis through social media or email or whatever. Um, that I would have never had the opportunity to meet without which school. Um, my knowledge of other pagan cultures, indigenous pagan cultures, uh, knowledge of other paths, um, you know, because I basically found the Corellians right away when I started serious, getting serious about stopping being a Barbans and Noble witch and being a real witch. Um, but there are traditions and paths that I have very dear friends in now because I've met them on witch school or through witch school channels. So it has broadened my understanding of the pagan world tremendously. Um, and giving, given me personal relationships that I would have never had had it not been for witch school. 
Bravo. And, and, and that, I think, has been repetitive in there. But I have this one from Tasselin. He says, unfortunately, it's made a generation get used to paying for training in the pagan arts, something that previous generations got for free. Uh, this is obviously why I'm one of the most dangerous men in the thing, because this is absolutely, never mind, not true. But, I, but I'm well, going to leave but, it to you, to you. Go ahead, Don. Lord Don, Reverend Don, do you want to take that? But yes, that's absolutely untrue. It is a lie. It's one of the biggest lies in the pagan community. Uh, not the only lie in the pagan community, but a big one. The idea that pagans don't proselytize is also a gigantic lie because it's a huge problem in the community. But the idea that nobody ever charged for anything is simply not true. I talked earlier about correspondence schools uh, from the 60s, 70s, 80s, even the 90s. There were a number of them. Raymond Buckland had one. Um, the justly infamous Frosts had one. And there were many others. And every one of them charged a fee for their lessons. Um, the idea that nobody was charging anything is just untrue. And anyone who was present in those years really must know better. Not only that, but if you went to a live class at your local metaphysical bookstore, it was very unlikely to be free. And anyone who remembers going to those classes will remember that. Now, they weren't terribly expensive, um, but neither are we. It, it, um, if anything only continued a traditional way uh, of teaching in the community, it's certainly... Um, the idea that everybody was sitting at the knees of some master learning everything for free is just a flat-out lie. Um, and it needs to be called that because it's not true. Okay. Um, for Lori, this one's for you. I think you can answer it. Uh, Dennis says, for Wicca, Wiccanate, uh, past, it made necessary changes for the community of the pagans at large, not really much. We have all changed with the times as needed. Um, I found it interesting because you talk about the story that you came into our tradition, the tradition, almost directly when you started to look for it and a little bit different. Can you talk to that about the idea that maybe this has made changes within the Wiccan community, but not necessarily the, the larger community? Which schools made changes in the Wiccan community? versus the broader community. Um, I would say that that's a fair statement. I wouldn't say it's a great statement, but I'd say it's a fair statement because while we offer other paths um, and teachings about other paths, the predominant number of courses, if you had to stack them up against a religion, um, that are not metaphysical courses, you know, that are the spiritual courses, the, major the majority are Wiccan. Um, so why wouldn't we have the majority of our impact in the Wiccan community? Um, I would love to have other paths equally represented on the school. Um, I talked to a person re recently who has created her own tradition been teaching it for many, many decades, but her, her student base has dwindled and she had concerns about her tradition teachings dying out when she did, which I think is a very valid concern. Um, and we offered her the opportunity to put her courses on witch school and to train our mentors on those courses so that they could mentor for them. But um, she did not want to do the testing process and really didn't want to give up control of her teachings by allowing other mentors to mentor them. So our, our ability to impact the other pagan paths is there. Our desire to impact the other pagan paths is there. What's lacking is the other pagan paths taking advantage of that opportunity. Um, we, we don't tell people what to write for their witch school classes. The, the authors own, you know, develop that content and we can offer them editing help and that kind of stuff like you would off, offer a book author but we don't tell them what to write. Um, 
and we can train their clergy. Uh, we can get their mentors into the mentor system and get them educated on how to mentor at the school. So the ability to impact those other pagan paths is definitely there. We just have to have a willing path to jump on board. So there, okay, that's a fairly good statement. All right, so we have uh, uh, two more really quick. Roberto makes a statement more than anything else, but I think it's a very important one. I think it gave me a lot more people a chance to be part of a, a pagan community, even in places where they're the only ones. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one in my immediate area and helped me feel not isolated. Even if it's all virtual, it's still a connection that I ever had here. Um, can you talk to that? I mean, because you have we have connections all over the world with Witch School, right? Yes, Absolutely. So when people say it's not real connections, I guess one of the very, very first accusations against Galaxy School, and I call it an accusation versus a statement in the sense of that, it couldn't be a real magical education because it was online. It was a vir- virtual connection. And yet, 20 years later, you're, we're now into all sorts of virtual connections. There is even a discussion if people should even go back to their offices versus the virtual life. But can you talk about in that interim between where it was like impossible and now it's become self-evident? Can you talk about that energy of having people feel together? How that worked? Well, there are, there are a couple of things that I would say to that. You know, I mentioned earlier that people sometimes don't like to leave their, their old comfortable systems for new ones, um, even though they really should. One of the things we found doing which school was that although we got that reaction, um, that an- anti-virtual reaction from a lot of people in the United States, there were other countries where it wasn't, wasn't the slightest impediment because they were used to distance learning. Uh, in Africa and Australia, um, they really didn't, they, they, they had no reference for that argument because they were accustomed to things being done at a distance this way. And um, the, the idea that you would have a local person right there was, was not in their expectation. Uh, and we very quickly were everywhere. We, we have people in um, throughout North and South America, Europe, Africa, um, Australia and parts of Asia, uh, all of whom uh, are theoretically in contact with one another through our various platforms. Some take more advantage of that than others, but it's a very large community. And you know, if you if you actually are the only person physically in your area, you can still be part of this very large community that communicates a lot. Uh, there are all kinds of places where people. So, Lord, do you have anything you want to offer anything to that? Which school is not one thing. It's not just a website. It's also social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram. God, I can't keep up with all the places that we're at. Um, Clubhouse now? With the advent of Zoom, we're doing virtual rituals. We're, um, we've had for many, many years rituals out of our EU team um, that they do online on a routine basis. So even before Zoom, we, were, we had opportunities for people to attend rituals and participate in study groups and all of those things that we are. So it's so much more than just a class. It's a community. And it, it's no matter where you are, um, you know, you could be in the United States down the block from a metaphysical shop that offers classes five nights a week, but maybe you enjoy the Temple of Sedna rituals better and you attend those through virtual. So it's, it's not, um, it's not just there for the people that don't have other opportunities. It's, it's there for a diverse, thriving community that does many, many things outside of the website um, that you stay abreast of on social media. It's, it's overwhelming how much there is, you know, as, 
the dean of students and mentors at which school, I try to get support all of these things. And it's overwhelming. I can't keep up with it at times. There's just so much going on. Um, so it, it, it's not just for those that are isolated anymore. It's for those that want diversity, for those that want um, enough different perspectives and paradigms that they can bounce around a spiritual question or a metaphysical question and get a variety of answers from a variety of paths and people. Um, it, it's, it's so much more than just delivering where it's not available elsewhere. That is a big part of what we do because let's face it, we're, we're not the majority religions in any way, shape or form. Um, but we, we do so many things uh, through radio, through magic TV, through CEM broadcasting, through social media, through the website itself, um, on the front page, there's constantly changing videos that are changed almost on a daily basis that people can watch. And there's just so much to offer that it, you know, if you don't find community at which school, it's like shadow work. You might want to step back and ask why, because it is there. It is there. So 20 years into this project, you know, and of course, uh, the idea started out that this was a lifetime commitment and the idea that this was a long-term plan. Uh, the idea of Wood School was never, I think that one of the things I think and that we talk about is the idea of it being there, you know, 20 years ago when we started talking about it, people said, oh, it'll be just a couple of years, it'll be gone. 20 years in, we've outlasted some of the big, biggest websites out there in the world. And Pegasnet Radio's 13 years. Uh, this is going to be the 16th or 17th year of Magic TV, which was one of the subjects we'll bring up next. But any last thoughts for people why they should come, become part of Witch School today? You mentioned community. We mentioned, you know, the classes and everything else. I think but you, is you there just a value said in one yourself. What? I think you, I think you just made, made, made an important point yourself of why uh, why witch school? And that is, we have been here all this time. We will be here in the future. If you come to us for a magical education, we'll still be backing it 10 years from now. We'll still be backing it 20 years from now. If you want to come back and study more, we'll still be here to study with. We've demonstrated that we're in it for the long haul. And what's the difference between witch school uh, here after 20 years and the numerous metaphysical online schools that uh, effectively closed after one or two years that we're willing to slog through that long term because you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to set it up. But then when you get into that year after year um, routine, it requires discipline. It requires commitment. And we, we, we have that and we're going to continue to have that. So it's a, it's a long-term investment um, when, when you come through us because you know we're still going to be here. I think it's a very serious um, thing to consider what you just said, Lord Don. Um, there are new metaphysical schools popping up every day. Some of them don't even have metaphysical people behind them. They're paid actors who deliver a script on a video. You watch eight videos and they hand you your certificate. Um, we are a real school. We have transcripts, we have mentors, and we will always be here. I can't, I'm also master of records for the tradition. And between those three volunteer roles, the Dean of Students, Dean of Mentors, and master of records for the tradition, I see people who in their youth started their training and then life got in the way, children came along, bills had to be paid, and they prioritized other things over which school. And now the kids are in school, the kids have gone, they're grown, they've flown the nest, whatever. And people come back after 15 years 
and they pick up where they left off because all their progress is right there on their transcript. They don't have to start over. I highly recommend that they refresh themselves, but they don't have to start over from scratch. Um, we will be here whenever you are ready. It never bothers me when a student says, okay, I have to step back for right now. I call it going on hiatus. We have a process in place where we take them off of their mentor, put them into a mentor support role. And when they're ready to come back, they just have to produce a grade and we pull them back and put them back with a mentor. We never miss a beat. Um, we truly service our students how they need to be serviced um, at their time, at their priority. And we will be here no matter when their priorities change back to their spiritual growth. So it's, we're going to be here forever. You know, you'll find me haunting the internet or whatever we're platform world <laughs> long after I'm an ancestor because this is my passion. Mm -hmm. And it's the passion of many, many people that support which school um, and do all the things every day that need to be done to keep the engines running. We're not here to make money. We're here to keep the engines running, to be able to keep up with the technology. And that's why our fees are so low. And that's why we can offer 35 classes for absolutely free. Um, that makes us very different than other schools where you have to pay by the class or you, you have to work with a particular mentor. And if that mentor, their life changes and they no longer want to mentor, you wind up starting all over again with another mentor. That's not the way we are. Terrific. I think you're right. I think one of the things that somebody said we impacted the Wicca path was that and we saw it with the evolution. So the problem of the world religion is coming up next uh, month. It's going to be virtual. We'll talk more about that later. Well, I, well hopefully we'll talk with uh, Lady, Do Lady, Lord, uh, Lady Lori and Lord Don. I was going to say Lady Don and Lord Lori. Yeah. <laughs> but I talk almost twisted there. Um, that would be awful, but it would be kind of interesting. Um, you, can call me Ray. you can call me Jay. <laughs> right. And uh, so, so thank you for being on Pagan tonight. Tonight, we're going to continue on with the show. And I really appreciate you spending some time with us today. Well, thank you so much for having us. It was enjoyable talking about a thing we love both so much. Yes, indeed. Thank you. And, and so we're going to take a break here. And when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about platforms. What is a platform? And then get ready because we're going to talk tomorrow about TikTok witches. But We'll be right back after this song. And, of course, I can't seem to find that song. Okay, here we go. I want to, We have great music and everything else. And uh, thank, thank you, Don. Thank you, Lori, for being on with me. Um, you know, summer is kind of coming apart. Here we go. Brian Hankey's Magic Spell, number two, Mist of the Moon.
And that was Brian Hankey, Mist of the Moon, Magic Spell number two. I really do. But it's a very nice, lovely thing, I think. Um, so we've really gotten into the idea of Witch Bowl. And I think it's been a very good thing. So our show can last up to two hours every night, but we're not necessarily going to always do that. And we haven't done that yet. Tomorrow, I suspect we might. So remember the phone number, 646-787-1928, because we're going to be talking about a hot-button item of the TikTok witches. But also, so I want to give you a little bit of uh, some information that I think is important. I'm a big believer in an idea or concept that is beginning to merge, and that is called social broadcasting. Social broadcasting is the ability to project yourself out into multiple forms into the Internet world and to take advantage of this. Just as you've heard tonight about the advancements of Witch School, I think social broadcasting is going to really change how the community works. I do. And I think that, that, that people who need to take a, take a part of that and everything else is a part of it. Now, CEM Broadcasting, some of the things that I've done recently has been moving us into the social broadcasting world. We've been practicing with it for, um, well, forever in some ways, but, but very particularly the idea of broadcasting across multiple platforms simultaneously. has been a thing that we've done for almost, getting to be almost two years now. Uh, so we're really excited about that idea. Uh, two years ago, I was doing it in Salem across several Facebook pages and uh, YouTube and things like that. This year, we're capable of doing so much more. Never forget, the Internet is evolving. And in this Metcast law and um, numerous rules and, and the idea that it is a, an accelerative process. Uh, digital and disruptive. And so we must continue to remember that. And so with that thought, tomorrow I am looking so forward to this. And so I hope you'll join me. If you have any comments about the show, you can always contact me anywhere at the Pagan. And if there's a platform that I should be on and I'm not, tell me about it. You know, come out there. I'm at the Pagan at Gmail. I'm at the Pagan at AOL. I don't look at that account very much anymore. I'll be honest. Um, so, so just come out, talk to me, let me know what you want to know about, and I think we'll start to do it. Remember, to, so tomorrow's question, what do you think about TikTok? Which is, it's right on my Facebook page. Go right there. You can answer the questions. You can join me, and uh, yes, I have it at, at the Pagan at TikTok. All right, blessed be, folks, and let's enjoy the night, and uh, back tomorrow. TikTok witches. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.